0: Let's go. What's up in town, homies? It's your girl Kathleen here with Jimmy, Kyle and b Tums. We're coming off a very high stakes episode last week to talk about season seven, episode 14, titled A Sword of Homecoming. I want to start by giving a shout out to my girl, our girl, everybody's girl, Jessica Harmon on her directorial debut and also to drunk Nyla because I love her so much and totally see myself in her. On this episode, we are back on Earth and in the second Dawn Bunker. And while there were some parts I love, there are also some parts that made me say what the fuck is happening and also why. Jimmy, the stats?
1: All right. Like always, at Bingetown TV Twitter, we had three options. What did you guys think of the episode? It was great, it was good, and blah. So it, it was great was 22%. It was good was 35%. And blah was 43%. Mm. so what do you guys think about that
2: um i mean i can't uh, like a hundred percent disagree with the community like kathleen said there were some things that made me think like what the hell is going on right now um it's just a little upsetting to see that the community is kind of agreeing that these last episodes are not top tier the hundred episodes and that's a right. little bit upsetting to me i i thoroughly enjoyed this episode i think we got some good reunions we got a little nostalgic back in the bunker we did.
1: um but yeah i am mean, i'm i'm interested to hear your guys thoughts yeah, I was the one who made the poll, and Blair, we'll get to it, was my feeling in the very beginning of the episode. Uh, and We we'll, we'll probably have a little bit of uh, back and forth with some of the hosts on that. But honestly, I would say I was more in between with the it was good and blessed scenario because Blair was really only the beginning. The rest, I was, I, was, I mean, I had some issues, but I was fine with it as as a whole. Yeah, I mean,
3: the beginning was kind of like, in my notes I have a lot of just like question marks uh for like the beginning couple scenes but as it moves forward i just i mean we get a really nice character interactions uh some questionable decisions questionable dialogue but overall i'm in team uh it was good i thought it was good not blah
0: yeah i t- i'm totally on that it was good not great only because there were some blah moments i would say yeah. i think that uh luke who's not on the episode tonight we we talked about it before we watched it together i think that there's just a lot of world building that they they really focused on in the beginning of the se- of the season which was so smart and written so well and we're focusing on this time dilation and this and that and we can't be on this planet or that planet but now it just feels like they threw it, the book out the window and said we're just gonna go to earth because that's end game Fuck yeah it.
2: yeah they're kind of just starting to really just skip to the end of some of these storylines. I feel like there could have been a lot more meat. And yeah, like you said, they're just introducing kind of these new points where they spend so much time setting up the science of it in the beginning of this time dilation and how it works. And now there are some things where I'm like, well, where did these pills come from now? Like, how are they doing all these things? So and I think we're going to get into all this in the episode. So are we ready to go? Let's Let's do do it. Let's do it. So obviously, Clark is coming through the bridge fresh off of uh, Bellamy kill. And casual,
0: she, very casual. Yeah, she's
2: coming through. <laughs> <laughs> she's uh, she's coming through the bridge and she is landing in the second dawn bunker on Earth. Um, And they're waiting for her are obviously Bill Cadogan and the rest of our heroes. You know, this is this is our binge crew as we've been referring to. Yeah. them. everybody who's left is more or less
1: in this bunker on the actual Earth. And Clark says it herself. And obviously we get to that in a second. But she breaks the helmet because she says everyone we care about is right here.
0: Which is a bullshit thing, I think. Yeah. That's one of the ones I said, okay, Clark, you're really fucking losing your mind if you think you can kill Bellamy and then just destroy the only tech they have on Earth right now. Like, the Thankfully, only- uh, good boy
2: Murphy puts her in her place, though. Good boy. Yeah. So... Right when Clark goes through the bridge, like I said, Bill is there. And really quick, Bill gets the hell out of Dodge. He takes this, what did he refer nano to Nano tracking
0: Na- program. Right. Yeah,
2: the nano tracking program. its He just takes a pill and he teleports back, assumedly to Bardo is where he is, right? right? And this is one of the things right away, where the hell are these pills coming from? There hasn't been a single mention of it. Like they very clearly in the beginning of the season laid out like mm-hmm. the three definitive ways you can travel through the bridge and nobody said shit about these pills but apparently they have plenty of them it was
0: biocode knife tracker that you had to stab deep into them them, and then the The stone stone, of course
2: so I thought that was weird and just like maybe halfway through the season they were just like oh shit we kind of need this easy way for Bill to teleport places and they just kind of did it
0: and he just had him on his person that whole time back in in Sanctum but Gaia's there she has not aged
4: yeah, she's exactly uh, the
0: same. She's been there for three days. She says, um, "No one even knew she was fucking gone," which is hysterical. They're all like, hey, it's <laughs> "So good to see you!" Like, what?
1: Yeah, let's take a let's take a little pause for that because in a second they go out onto to Earth to sh- see that it's green. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, we were talking about this off pod, but there's a problem with that because if guy has only been there for three days, then why is Earth back to normal? Why is the the time dilation is not what we thought? No, no, it's it's been
3: how what hundreds of years since they left Prime Fire and it traveled through the stars and cryosleep.
0: Yes, they were, but but Monty specifically says it's going to take way longer than this. So we have oh. to we have to go to a different. That's why they went to Alpha because they were like Earth is is not doable. Monty could have just turned them into cryosleep for five hundred years and was That's like, yeah.
2: Thinking why like they were under no threat just. Oh, Jeremy my gosh. Gillian. What's the name circling around the globe? orbit
0: <laughs> orbiting around the <laughs> globe? Yeah, they
2: could have just done that for infinity amount of years. Like they were under no threat. Right.
0: I mean, I I agree with that. So yeah. So now it's, it's got me questioning fucking everything. But where's the yeah,
2: drama? But, but what in you're that? Is, Where's like, the adventure? Monty. It was made a point that Monty said, no way. We can't wait this out. We have to find another place. And Earth, now,
1: Earth is not coming back is what he said. Okay.
0: not any times in in a maybe predictable future.
1: And I don't know if it's just we got everything wrong. Like we always assumed that Earth's time dilation was in a way where that Bardo is slower. That's why you can be there longer. And Earth time would pass similar to Penance.
0: I think luke's our time dilation not- expert and he's not on it but we can we don't have to stay on this for too long i mean yeah
1: whatever i mean it's, we it's all, fucked we- up
0: is what it is but we're just gonna have to take it at face value for what the 100 writers are doing
2: yep back on earth gaia hasn't aged everybody's everybody's here everybody's happy for now and are they <laughs> no they're actually not That yes. was a horrible choice of words moving on yes. to this scene where we're outside um Everybody goes out. They're like, wow, it's so green. They're all in awe of how Earth is survivable again. And Clark drops the bomb. She She's like teary-eyed. She looks straight at Octavia and Echo, and she just breaks down. She says, I, I, I tried everything, guys. Like, seriously, I did. You don't know how much I didn't want to do
1: it. And she's just like, Bellamy's dead.
0: Where's Bellamy? He's dead. Yep.
1: <laughs> and I did it. You know, and I tried everything. I mean, I guess in the seconds that she had before the bridge closed she tried everything but sounds is kind of bullshit to me yeah so we already vented about
2: our frustrations with Bellamy's The end of his character arc as a whole so i want to focus on how these other characters are reacting to it how did we think about how clark handled the situation did we like how she showed a little bit of vulnerability and just broke down in tears did we like that octavia and echo accepted what she did and her decision like how are we feeling here
0: so my original i always want everyone to forgive clark and let me just preface this by saying this is the first episode that I did not feel love for Clark. It's the first time in seven seasons. And I don't care which I don't care if she blows up Mount Weather. I don't care if she in season five when she's turning on Bellamy. I always kind of understand where she's coming from. And I think that this episode I wasn't on last episode. I get to talk about the Bellamy stuff. I think by the end of this episode, you kind of look back at it and you say all of this was for nothing Two Yep. character deaths for nothing. Um, I am glad that Echo and Octavia didn't turn on her because Clark is like my favorite character, but I think it's out of character for them to not turn on her. So it's like my what I want and what should be is kind of battling each other in my head.
2: I I kind of accept it because Echo and Octavia, not only did they like just get a quick view of Bellamy and his fully decked out disciple robes and stuff like they got to interact with him for an extended period of time. Like, I think they were able to understand that he was completely team disciple and that he wasn't coming back. So I think that helped Mm -hmm. them accept it. And, and I was okay with them, like understanding what she had to do. I didn't want echo to freak out. Like she did last time. I didn't want Octavia to get like really, really mad at Clark because we don't have time for that. shit. I think they saw what Bellamy had become. And they're smart enough to understand it. Like, if it was Bellamy as a disciple or Maddie's life, they can rationalize why she killed Bellamy and chose to do what she did. And I was okay with them accepting her choice.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm similar, but then total opposite in in a way, just because (laughs) similar, we all talked about this last episode they had to accept. You're totally right. There is no time for them to get pissed at Clark. Yeah. We all wanted them to accept just because we were written right into that box.
0: No time because there's three episodes left or no time. Two
1: episodes left. To,
0: no, but I'm, I'm like thinking about it in like a writer's way oh. or their characters. way. Like no time. What do you mean? There's all the time in the world. They're they're 25 years old. and No, they, no.
1: They for us, there's no time. And to be completely honest, I just think it was written awfully because I think that Octavia saying I understand and hugging Clark is ridiculous because we're talking about the same Octavia that had Pike and Bellamy on the same side, where her love of her life, Lincoln, died because of pretty much Bellamy. And even though she hated him, she still would not want him to die. And she would not let him die. She beat the shit out of him. And we're talking about Blood Raina, who was ridiculous, who was your one crew or you're the enemy of one crew. And when Bellamy came back, all he did was defy her. She sent him to the pits, but still the whole entire time was trying to save his life. And, and she was just a one-track mind as Blood Rainer, but she's still at that point. I just can't see how she was just, okay, I understand, give you a hug. I so- mean, Clark and her never even really got along ever. They don't give each other hugs. <laughs>
2: So I think, in fairness, you have to finish the quote. Octavia said, "I understand, and so would the old Bellamy, the Bellamy that was like willing to die and like sacrifice everything for his friends." And I kind of liked how she brought up the old Bellamy because he probably would understand that he was Team Clark. He he knew these impossible decisions. That's just me. Am I am I fighting too hard for this? Or I don't. Are, Kai, are you guys completely not liking think? this Octavia Echo scene? I just think that.
3: A, it was awkward. Uh, it just didn't feel like they were like mourning Bellamy, like one of the, like what probably the second most important character in the show's death. I, I guess I understand. At first, I was pissed that she says I understand and the things about Bellamy because I'm like this is very out of character. But looking back, when she says the old Bellamy who would have done anything for his little sister, I guess she's saying how like Clark did whatever it took for Maddie, which I guess the parallel is there for that. But I'm more upset about Echo's reaction. Because she goes, we lost him a long time ago. Hmm. But in reality, it's been like...
0: 24 hours?
3: If if that. Like, how that long has it been since him. he came back in the white robe and they were on Bardo?
1: I mean, he's done way worse in yeah. front of Octavia and Echo. I mean, not necessarily Echo, because she wasn't around with Bellamy for the Pike thing. But Octavia's seen him do worse on the Pike side and forgiven him. And all Octavia saw was... One time he says, "Clark, you're coming with me. You're doing the MCAT." One time he gives up Clark and them for the, the flame, saying like she that she doesn't have the flame, and then they sent them to Earth. That's it. Like literally, that's it. Nothing bad, and it's two seconds. It's I insane. know it's two seconds it's for really us, insane. but
0: when you really get down to it, you can't you can't think about it too much. Or you're gonna start hating it. You I really just
2: th- yeah, because Be- Echo's quote cool. it's Just like it much,
1: so yeah, unbelievable to me. Starting to hate it. I just I I literally like Blair came out of my mouth to the our group chat. We have a group chat for this podcast. Blair came out of my mouth as soon as that happened. And they weren't even watching some of them weren't even able to watch at the time. So I was trying not to spoil anything. And then of course the Twitter poll I had, I was like bled because that's exactly how I felt at that moment.
0: I mean, it's not gonna get any better. So I I just say- I,
3: I really want to read Echo's full quote because it it makes like sense on its face but like why the way she's using it doesn't because she says we lost him a long time ago he needed all this chaos to make sense all this violence all the people we've killed he couldn't accept it's all meaningless which hell yeah straight on makes Love a ton that. of sense mm-hmm. and then she goes katakin gave him meaning and that meaning is what killed him not you
0: what i see i really liked that it was the only thing that saved the echo reaction for me mm-hmm. i really liked that quote and and i agree with it completely i think bellamy i mean they all had to deal with killing so much and that's kind of like the monty point of view that like what is all this killing about it's all meaningless and what does this matter what does this matter i wish they kind of built bellamy up to that a little bit more but i liked that quote from echo actually
3: well i like it because it seems like she's agreeing with him like trying to find a better way and then it's just immediately accepting that like
1: ah he's dead now because of it I mean to Echo too, it's like Clark did this for Maddie. We don't even necessarily know what she was saving worldwide. Like, you know, the point is that she was doing this because she didn't want Maddie to get hurt. Echo should be like, I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah. Sure. You know,
3: yeah. I, I literally wrote after this, like after Echo says that quote and they her, Octavia, and Clark have the moment. I, I wrote like I, I kinda want Bellamy to be right now. Of all
1: the levers that she's pulled usually it has to do with more than one person being saved. Mm-hmm. And that's that's the problem that I have. Really. I think yeah. it,
0: it's even more so that, like, do we care about Maddie?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not
2: at the expense of Bella. I know. Honestly. Yeah. <sighs> and I kind of want to wrap up this discussion because yeah. I feel like we're just going to keep shit-talking this scene for a while if we don't wrap it up by saying that we knew this wasn't going to be the season that we wanted when kind of the stuff with Bob came yeah. out. and. You know, it's just kind of frustrating because I would say the first half of this season was very, very, I would very say the strong.
0: First, and now three as, quarters of it.
2: Yeah. And yeah. now, as we're getting to the home stretch, we're just kind of realizing that it might not have the juice without Bellamy at 100% and without Clark being all in. And it's yeah. just like, I have this really weird feeling because there's like, probably more than 50 percent of the elements of this season that i really 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 enjoyed and they built out ca- up characters like J.R. Bourne's. oh my gosh i can't talk J.R. Bourne's, russ hated that i really liked but without our guys like bellamy and clark it's just tough to bring it home and that's what i'm dealing with right now yeah, yeah right? i mean our our two
3: top characters are, are handicapped they're kneecaps like they're just not who we thought i mean kind of not who we thought they were they're they're worse off now than they were at the beginning of the season they're worse off now than they were at like the end of season two like like during season three all the shit that happens between season four and five like like we're at the end of the show and they're in the worst place possible which is not fun
1: and i i have one more thing i want to go back to and then i'm done but i thought the whole point of season five the the finale the end of it when maddie goes against clark and says Lexa wouldn't want you to do this. Clark is the bad guy, quote unquote, because she's sandbagging everybody only for Maddie. Then Maddie defies her so that she can save everyone else. So she's saying, "Don't go," and she's saying it this whole episode too. I'm not worth everybody else. It's the same exact problem, just two seasons later, and she does. And the whole point was also Maddie's pisser her two seasons ago for leaving Bellamy too to die. Yeah, that just makes same me exact sad. Thing.
0: I'm going to get us off this by saying Richard Harmon, that tear was amazing. Yeah, I mean, that, was, yeah. Yeah. that Murphy tear was yeah. fantastic. And that's, it what was nice to see
3: the squad to together, together again. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah.
3: Opening title. But wait, no,
0: no, no, no. Okay. Without that, okay. we skipped a whole thing that I liked. It was, um, Gaia kind of explains what happened. So she got kicked into the anomaly. Um they say when you're caught in a closing bridge, it defaults to your planetary DNA, which is really interesting because it's like, why how the fuck did she end up in a turned off planet? And I just love this line. He goes, the guy she's fighting who never stood a chance, yeah said for all mankind, and she said, I'm no man, and fucking sliced him up That
2: was from that was straight out of the third Lord of the Rings when the chick is fighting the uh the ring yeah man. yeah he just says takes off the thing i am no man and stabs him right in the face spoiler alert for lord of the rings but
1: it's been <laughs> <not> <laughs> right
0: and guys. we Gale. got a cute jackson and miller reunion which i loved
1: yeah and yeah, i'm not did. i'm not gonna cause any problems with this but the funny thing is just how everyone was trying to figure out who was in the suit and it ends up being no one yeah. yeah you know it's whatever like i don't really care but it's I just think yeah like, he had no role to yeah. play now that we know yeah. what guy's plans were
2: um Are we good to move on now?
0: Back to the bunker.
2: Back to the bunker. Uh, So Raven puts on the helmet. They're looking for the stone because they want a way back to Sanctum to get all their other people. Raven says that the stone is 100 feet straight down and that they gave them... Fake helmets. Yeah, other people had fake helmets. But the fake, Bar-
0: but less techy. The
2: Bardowans gave them faulty helmets that couldn't locate the stone because obviously the Bardowans did not want them escaping from Earth. So Raven locates it with her helmet, which is a good helmet. And then Clark kind of... T- <laughs> is there anything
1: in between or does Clark just no. take says, that can helmet I see and yeet it against the wall? Yep, she just goes, hey, can I see that?
0: I said, my note is, why isn't everyone beating up Clark? I'm yeah, sick everybody- of these fucking decision she's making I'm sick of them
2: well this decision was just like okay you can make that decision without destroying the helmet like you don't have to burn the ships here and like make it impossible to ever change your mind again which coincidentally she does less than 10 hours later She, yeah, it's she just acted so petty when she looked at Murphy and she was just like, "All right, turns out you were right, Murphy. Maybe I shouldn't have destroyed our only means of escape from this yes. planet." I'm like, "Yeah, of course he was, Clark. You idiot." Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, she's pissing me off, and I love her to death. She's my girl. And pissing me off pissing in me the off. third
1: to last episode of the
0: series.
2: Yeah. This
1: is not where we the should only be. tech
0: they had. She's losing her mind.
1: Can you imagine <laughs> that she's literally like, she kills your boy. Now you're the people on the bunker. She kills her boy, Bellamy and then she smashes the helmet because she doesn't want anybody else to die when it's her fault that Bellamy's dead. Yeah, like,
3: you're the one killing people, motherfucker.
0: I love when Richard's like, oh, now you want (laughs) to go to see the stone. Like, it's so classic. Yeah, Yeah.
3: there's a little thing um, I wanted to mention because Gabriel has, I guess, now a sad line where he's like, I mean, it's sad in the moment, too, because he's like, oh, yeah, we can go back and, like, get my people. Mm -hmm. And Murphy kind of looks at him and then just doesn't say anything yeah
1: i mean um, you almost forget uh, that he has his own people yeah i, mean, I you almost forgot that he no longer has his own people yeah they're
2: gone they're anyway, gone so that's really the only thing that happens in this scene their helmet is now destroyed they don't know where the stone is or how to input the code if they had the stone uh so moving on we have a scene between two characters that i have been waiting to yep. sit down yeah. and talk in jr bourne's russ hayda and Bill Cadogan, Cadigan. um Cadigan, Billy Cadogan, Cadigan. Billy <laughs> what Cadigan. the fuck was that? Okay, I gotcha. It's Big Daddy Caddy.
0: Big, Big
1: Daddy Caddy.
2: She corrected you. You looked her dead in the eye and
0: mispronounced
2: it. <laughs> yeah.
1: That's how I roll. I doubled oh, down true. on
3: my
2: mistakes.
0: <laughs> Look
1: like an asshole. <laughs>
0: And then you had me questioning and i'm like yeah. oh wait well, that's because <laughs> i'll do that yeah that's because yeah, lucas was
1: theorizing early in the season <laughs> before be. we heard it too often he was saying cadogan yeah so
0: they're in mcap shade hayda our boy which i have not in, in all caps jared Bourne is so fucking hot lol
1: <laughs> i literally Dude, you're so whack
0: he's I'm, so skinny but hot
1: i'm live tweeting and i just said weekly jr is the shit
0: but hot tweet. as well yeah
1: It's the truth. He is the shit. He is. He's awesome. Uh, so
2: in this, we find out that Bill's man obviously saved Russ Heda from death in Sanctum, took him back to Bardo, and healed him up with their technology. Uh, Bill is flipping through the sketchbook as Russ Heda is kind of like coming to, um, and Russ just says, "I know who drew it." And that's all that Bill's looking (laughs) for. That's all Bill needs.
0: I like Callie in the drawings. Like, very vivid Callie. Mm -hmm. Cornrows on one side. Like, beautiful, gorgeous Maddie drawing. It's really good. I like that Maddie draws, too, like Clark does. Yeah.
3: We want the
2: prequel.
0: Yeah, we
3: need the prequel. Honestly, at this
0: point there, do we want it?
2: Now, yes, yeah. What we absolutely. want is the Josephine spinoff. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. Brian's trying to save himself. No, no,
2: no. <laughs> I've actually been pondering it, and if it were to be a Josephine spinoff, it would be a sitcom, but like a dark comedy called <laughs> The Lightborns, and it would be a sitcom of the Primes, like doing their shit on Sanctum. Yeah, yeah she I'll had you. Short. She has you shook. I'd watch. Yes, that. she does. Some I just had Jo-Ju's. Her, yeah. yeah, for sure. Uh, so anyway, Russell wants some assurances if he's going to be helping Bill. He says Sanctum is mine. First off, Sanctum is mine. And we destroy the stone that's there so that you guys can never come back. And Bill kind of laughs and says, well, the stones are indestructible and you're an idiot. But, <laughs> you know, fine. You can have Sanctum, whatever. But it's going to be irrelevant in the end when we fight the last war. To which Russell responds, I want no part of the last war. And he says, one planet will be fine. Thank you very much. <laughs> really like that line. And they just kind of go back and forth. Uh, Bill describes to him what this last war is going to entail and he says you don't really have a choice if we win it then you're going to win it too and transcend and if we don't then everybody dies. you don't get a choice and russ ada is just kind of like laughing and making fun of him like you can tell that russ thinks this is all bullshit i want
0: transcend or die on a t-shirt He's like as good as that sounds transcend or die whatever i'm like yeah yeah i'll have that on my tombstone as well tombstone t-shirt hat I'll take it all.
1: I'm just wondering why our boy Levit isn't in the background, Doran. Th- it looks like he's getting ready to get m capped. Come on, have our boy just stand there in the background. He'll be in the for next episode.
0: Sure, yeah. Yeah.
1: Budget reasons.
0: Shout out, Jason. Hope yeah. we talk to you soon. That Wednesday.
3: beautiful face doesn't come cheap. Mm. I just um, want to make um a comment about. So, like B Tom said, uh, we've been kind of anticipating this meeting and this like eventual conversation for so long, and these two people are at you know, the heads of their groups, you know, they're these authoritarian tyrants that are kind of just molded this cult of personality around themselves. And it's just so funny seeing them interact because what their goals are just is so reflected in their personalities. How bill is like, I have a higher purpose. Like none of this means anything. He's always calm, cool, collected and shade. Hey, is like, I like tyranny. Like I want to control everything. I want to rule and it's just funny how like that comes out so much in their personalities especially when they talk to each other
0: i think the key here is that cadigan is really underestimating shade hata here like cadigan thinks shade hata is a fucking savage, savage. Yeah. like a like a like feral a b- yeah literally yeah. and and shade hata is just manipulating him right back yeah. it's two very high powered minds just working each other in their own ways which are different but still like Oh, it's good stuff.
2: Yeah. Um, Russell tells Bill that Maddie was the one that drew in the sketchbook. And then he says, I know exactly what you're going to do. You're going to send a strike team. Clark's going to fight back. Maddie's going to be part of the fight. And then she's going to die. And you'll have nothing from all of this. What you should do is send me to Earth. I'll get her back for you. And Bill's interested in this proposal. He is definitely interested because I think he identifies Russell as a man who gets stuff done. Mm-hmm. Um. And I kind of forget was Russell at the end there kind of showing a little bit of sympathy to the cause because he says transcend or die isn't really a choice. So he well, leads Bill to believe
1: that he's kind of following. Along. Yeah, he he he's playing them. We find out later yeah. he wants the rain He doesn't of want course, to transcend, yeah, but yeah, course. he's he's playing them with that. All right, so now we're back at the bunker and we have our boys Miller and Jackson doing the thing. It cracks me up just because. After having Sachin on the on the podcast and he explains how like Miller and him being boys and being bros kissing isn't weird at all. But saying like the, the stuff like baby and like you know, I noticed <laughs> in their
2: initial meeting when yeah. Jackson was just like, baby, it's so nice to see you. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: And I'm, yeah, so that just cracked me up. But we love our boys getting back together finally. So Miller's really distraught about Bellamy's death because
2: He had said earlier that he was going to try and forgive Bellamy for everything that he's done because Bellamy forgave him wholeheartedly for all of the atrocities he helped commit in the bunker back in the blood Raina's reign. And then it gets into this whole thing where, you know, would my father even like accept me after these things? I don't think he would. And then our boy Jackson has this great line. Your father wanted you to live. That's why he gave up his spot in the bunker. And you have you are. Clark's right. Everyone we care about that's left is here. We thought Sanctum was our second chance. I think this is. It's Jackson's nice. all in on Earth like 2.0. It.
0: It's some sexy and emotional pillow talk. I'm here for it. For
3: sure. Oh, yeah. Dude, candle lit. It was nice.
0: Yeah.
3: But I I the only issue played. I have with it is that we needed more Miller this season for this scene to really hit hard. Yeah, and well, we've we're... just kind of missed Miller.
0: Uh, so next we get Nyla's rec room. And I love this because... I loved all the Nyla stuff this episode, especially because Jessica Harmon was directing. She tweeted a part later when it's the Echo and Nyla scene, she tweeted something like, did I give myself this close up? Hell yeah, I did. <laughs>
4: this
0: is so funny. And I think she's so great. Uh, so, yeah, so we get to the rec room, there's a piano and we get that Gabriel like I used to tickle the ivory lines. <laughs> um, Nyla gets to the hidden booze and says something like, there were so many rules when we used to live here and whatever. But I just want to say like, you really got to think about the implications of coming back to this bunker where all this tragic stuff happened. I mean, when, yeah. when you get the Octavia scene, it's it's relevant, mm-hmm. but the fact that Nyla gets so fucked up, it's like, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't want to be back here either. Like, yeah. I would be that blacked out as well. So it's, who is it? It's her, Indra, Miller, Jordan Jackson. And no, no, no. I'm just talking from all the people the bunker. Oh, oh, from, the from the bunker. Dark yeah, so I mean, it's just... Miller, Jackson, Indra, Nyla, and Octavia are the only five. Yeah. So, like, coming back to this, everyone else is like, and "Oh Gaia. yeah, the bunker," but it is these five are. Oh yeah, these five are probably like, Ugh, like get the ads like we ate humans here. It
1: literally, looks exactly the same.
0: Yeah, it's it's, it's, it's got
1: to be PTSD. because there's
0: no time dilation.
1: Yeah, <laughs> but well, Earth grew. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Oh man.
0: Anyway, so but I do like the scene where. They get the bottle of wine that, or whatever it is. It's Monty's, it's Monty's recipe. Monty's recipe. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
3: Monty's special sauce.
0: Is it safe? <laughs> it was never safe.
2: Yeah,
0: I love it. It's it so might funny. put you
2: in a coma, but not I... killed it. This episode, she just got yeah. fucked up and like kind of like sauntered around, like just kind of bopping around to everybody.
0: She was like drunk Gandhi, just like giving mm. advice.
2: <laughs> she gave some sage wisdom to Echo in a time yeah. of need Truly. while she was blackout drunk. Yep. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah
0: jimmy's tweet you gotta acknowledge jimmy's tweet on the binge town account that said my dad made it epic pickup line jordan. such a good
1: pickup line from jordan to hope dude. you
0: want some my dad made it yeah
1: she's like "Nah, i don't think i should have any my
2: dad made it oh <laughs> anytime you mention monty that's such low hanging fruit to get points and, yeah. and jordan, you, you love it oh my gosh yeah we love our monty but I think that's good for that scene. Our next... No, scene- I just want to mm-hmm. just mention that
3: Echo uh, turns down some of the special juice.
4: Turns down. And, yes.
3: Yeah, turned down. And she dips, and Gabriel's like, I'll go with her, go after her. And then Nihilus steps in, and it's like, she needs to, to be alone. And at first, I was like, that's so weird that Gabriel would do that. And then I'm like, oh, wait, never mind. They spent five years yeah. on you know Skyrim beta penance together. So it does make sense.
1: Yeah, I mean, it is crazy. Flash forward a little bit when Indra and Octavia talk. It is unbelievable to think that Indra is like, I saw you three days ago, and Octavia's like, I haven't seen you in 10 years.
0: I, I forgot.
1: Yeah. I forgot,
0: yeah. and those that's one of my favorite scenes, which we'll get to, because those two are... You forget how close and the heart of the show that both of those are. Yeah. I'm like, damn, mm. baby.
2: So next scene, then, is Maddie and Clark, and they have their first sit-down talk, it feels like, in a while, and Maddie just says, you decided for me again in reference to shooting Bellamy. She says, I, I never asked for you to kill Bellamy so that I would be protected. I'm tired of, you know, people dying for me. And Clark says, yeah, I decided for everyone. That's what I'd do.
1: I took that. I wrote villain for that. I just think that's a villain line at this point. About Clark? Yeah. So with Clark saying that, we've been talking about this for seven seasons. She does make those decisions. But for some reason, this is the first time where she's saying it. And in the way she said it to Maddie, I was like, seems like a villain to me.
0: 100%. It's... It reminded
3: me of like all the one, like initially, I guess that's what season three after Mountain Weather when everyone's like afraid of her and talking all that shit behind her back, basically. And then this is her like leaning into that personality. Yeah. Like four seasons
2: later. And it's like, you know what, what? why? I read that completely differently. I thought it was someone who is just like tired of it all. And like, that has been a role. Like, it's not. It's not a secret. She does make all the decisions for everybody, and the consequences are all on her back. And didn't we acknowledge that a couple episodes ago?
0: Yeah, but I would say that 99% of the time, I fully agreed with she was doing it for the greater good. She was doing it for X amount of people. This one was fully for Maddie, and even Maddie herself was like, "Yeah, bro, I didn't ask for this. Like, Now you have to live with it. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for anybody I'm, here.
1: I mean, going back to the season five tangent, they played her off like, the bad guy besides blurring, obviously in the actual bad guys, they played her off as the person who was wrong in that scenario where she sandbagged everybody for Maddie. So this is another exact scenario where, and she's saying I'm making this choice.
0: But, but to be fair and I agree in season five that I was like, okay, I don't necessarily want you to do all these things, but I understand because she was fully with Maddie for six years straight mm-hmm. by herself And it's like these people come in, but she's like, I got to protect this little girl. She is everything to me now. She's my daughter. Yeah. This season, it's like, where are the stakes? I don't know. They're not. I can't see them.
2: Maddie storms out in a very teenager-esque way saying, (laughs) you ruined my life. Just like you ruined your own. And then she's out. I like that. Preach. So she's telling the truth. Clark says you can't wander off alone in this place. It's huge in the dark. And then the lights come on, right? you follow me. Cue
0: the three best yeah. characters ever. Raven gets those lights on and Murphy goes, my girl, or Murphy goes, my <laughs> girl. I love that.
1: So good. With, with Murphy's whole si- situation in this scene, I said he's he's the new main protagonist, man. He's yeah. such a good guy. Hero he's Murphy. the new favorite character and yeah. it's,
2: he was always a favorite character, but I think he's just clo- widening the gap between yeah. one and the next. best. Oh, just, yeah. Without a
0: doubt. Uh, yeah, I think that the way that they split up these seasons like or this this season with the factions and everything murphy is the hero of the sanctum storyline so he became clark and bellamy status from the season which is awesome
3: he has that character development that as a fan of a show that's been going on for 7 seasons that you're just dying for i mean he has it all for a character that in the last season with two episodes left that you are still in love with because we've been on this journey with him and we've seen him change after all that's happened to him and we used to get that from our other characters but clark like we've been saying is kind of in the same position she's been in before
2: already a couple seasons back it's funny i'm watching season two and murphy just met amori like mm-hmm. literally Ooh. i saw the scene and it was these characters are just so different yeah. than when we first met them. And you're right, Kyle, it's very rewarding because the Murphy character arc, they are hitting that one out of the park. And this is oh. his strongest seasons, probably because this is the only one where he's a legit hero yeah. type. And we love seeing it like that. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Great. Him and a Amori,
3: Amori, yeah. that, uh, Fucking development for Amori yeah, is unbelievable.
0: That's honestly an even bigger feat because Amori doesn't get that much screen time at all, but she ends up being this like cast out freak Draena that that is like a thief and and kind of bad. She's even manipulating Murphy at some point when they're back in their early days. And now she's mm-hmm. she's binge crew. She's a great person. She's best friend she's family. She's a better person. She's learned all these skills. She's smart. Like I mean,
2: she cares for other people too. Remember yeah. when she A big plot point in the early goings of the seasons was her assuming the role of a prime and helping connect the children of Gabriel with their lost parents. Like, Mm -hmm. she didn't have to do that. Amori's been great. So has Murphy. So has Raven. And like you said, these are our three best characters right now. And Murphy immediately says, going with this hero... Archetype, now we find the stone. And Raven says, I'm not a miracle worker. I can't fix this helmet. Like, that's crazy technology. And Murphy says, We can't leave all those people on Sanctum. Earth is their home, too. Yep. Well, when- Hatch and his buddies, and we're going to name them. His buddies were X, Y, and Z. <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> when you let Hatch and his buddies die, was that just to save your friends? And Raven's like, ah, oh, shit. Nah, like I saved everybody,
1: not just my friends. Damn, I can't believe Murphy's talking me into being a good person. Right?
0: <laughs> Six years of watching Bell- Bellamy manipulate her on the ring. Damn. Damn.
2: Yeah, that was great. He like yeah. catches himself. He's like, oh, Bellamy, Amori says I miss him too. I miss I him
0: too. Love it when they reference the ring. I want flashbacks from the ring. I want a series from the ring. They could
1: do a show up there. Order that, that straight to series,
0: baby. I'll take that it. That could
1: be another sitcom. Sitcom? I can't. I just thought it was. I thought, thought it was weird novel. wording.
0: <laughs> <Because> well, <laughs> what about it was weird? Weird wording.
3: I just like Bellamy manipulating Raven uh, while they were on the ring like that. Bellamy at that point in the story. Was he a manipulator?
0: No, I think he I it was a I weird. Think, I don't I wouldn't even say Murphy was manipulating Raven in that moment. I just think he knows what to say to motivate her. I think it's I agree that maybe the the wording should have been motivated versus. Um,
3: yeah, that was the only it just manipulate felt weird because it felt like he was almost villainizing Bellamy. He obviously was not.
2: No, no, no. This one was great. Yeah. Octavia and Indra, two people that have been with us for a very long time. And this is a relationship that is just amazing. I just watched, I'm going to bring it up again. I'm on season two. Octavia just became Indra's second. They go way back, and it has been Octavia has grown from like a 25 year old to a 35 year old. They haven't seen each other in 10 years. Like, Octavia is an adult now. And have we gotten them like having. A conversation at all this season like a long one just the two of them no, no literally no
0: this is the first time they're seeing each this other this was
2: rewarding because this is indra confronting her in a position where octavia is one having to deal with her blood rain a past and two her brother dying and indra is just the person that's there and it makes so much sense that she is the one there comforting her and getting her through it in a way that only indra can um this is where this
3: Episode shines. The scenes that are like yep. this are why I was it was good, not blah, because this was fucking incredible. When she's given him uh Bell at me, she's given him what a, a grounder prayer, right? Yeah, a tree crew quote. prayer.
0: May the earth and the ash become one body and spirit, old life and new. From the earth we will grow, from the ashes we will rise. And then we get saying, did lincoln teach you that she's
3: bang that is that fucking season seven
2: shit we want to hear
0: that but you weren't my only teacher and indra saying uh sure but i was the best which is (laughs) the octavia
2: octavia cracks a smile too like a very fleeting smile but
0: this season makes you almost forget about these two which is i can't believe it like when when they first mentioned that it's been 10 years since they've seen each other for at least octavia's side I'm like these two are the heart of the show. Really, like they they it, had a bond that it ahead. makes
2: you forget about the relationship between the two. Indra has shined this oh, season, and Octavia yeah. has the so, shined. The relationship, my god, I how could I ever
0: them. forget about yeah, yeah, either? But just together in a in a way that's like meaningful. And sh- Octavia is Indra's daughter, yeah, basically. More guy yeah. pretty much
1: says it. Yeah. in the next scene,
0: exactly. Um, but yeah, I just I love that she's struggling with being blood Raina and being back in the bunker and just wondering why she hasn't made peace with it in 10 years. So she's basically like your penance is my penance. I'm a chill with you here, blah, blah, blah. But then this is the line that really hits with these two. And she's like, we're equally guilty about what happened down there. We were all blood Raina.
2: Yep. I love that. We are all blood Raina yeah. because in this episode, we see several people dealing with these same emotions and Indra, Octavia, Miller and Jackson, like all of them are dealing with, Kind of the same emotions because they all had to go through. We are all blood rain. Everybody who was in that hatch. Great line. Love it so
3: much. Yeah. The the little note I wrote was uh we need a coping sesh in Nyla's rec room with Indra O, Jackson Miller, and Nyla, yeah. mm-hmm. and they need to pass that
2: bottle around and just let it out.
0: I would love that. <laughs> wow. Jimmy. That'd yeah. be hot.
2: I would like to watch any mix of these characters just get drunk and talk yeah. to each other. Yeah. The stories like- they could swap. This is the type of shit that we want at the end of the last season of the fucking show.
0: It's the Game of Thrones. I was just gonna say, I don't want to die
1: the
2: Seven Kingdoms.
1: Yeah, yeah that I episode. was gonna say that was the last episode before I realized shit was really hitting the fan. Like that was a good episode <laughs> when they are all like drinking together, talking before the big, big fight. Big like battle. when she gets
0: knighted, Brian gets yeah. knighted, and everything. Yeah, um, but then we get that good, good Kane fucking flashback. They get back into the bump bunker. Um, indra hypes her up enough to get her back, and we get this quick little montage of Bellamy rescuing them. We get Kane's like old face, this beautiful Kane face (laughs) that I've missed so much. I didn't realize I missed Kane so much. Kane's great. I love him. He was he was the dad of the group. He was like the dad that everyone wanted Jaha to be, but you couldn't even like Jaha. So (laughs) annoying.
2: I hate Jaha. Do we all hate Jaha?
0: by the end yeah by the
2: end okay
0: i haven't gotten the season three yeah it's fu- yet, so well
1: he goes really till five he gets worse all the way into five
0: right i mean how could he ever come back after the alley stuff i mean yeah, yeah. that's
1: pretty much uh that's a pretty
3: <laughs> steep <laughs> climb back to uh yeah. not even normalcy but like just someone looking at you
0: the like best? not a
1: fucking asshole i would argue yeah. i would argue <laughs> that he's, he gets worse after alley in the bunker part
0: they literally named it camp jaha and then we're like we're not naming it this anymore that's how much he sucks
1: arcadian yeah now.
0: like we're like it's not called camp jaha anymore yeah. Fuck it.
1: but
2: so when octavia and indra come back into the what's the room called the the rotundum, the rotundum. Or yeah, yeah the rotundum yeah. uh so indra and gaia kind of finally have this reconciliation and i think you mentioned it before where gaia apologizes says i know i was never the warrior that you wanted i'm sorry i couldn't be that for you and indra finally's finally gives her something and says, I'm the one who's sorry. You're my Seda. Yeah. It was a good moment. Sweet. Like, I wanted Gaia and Indra to have a better relationship than they did. Yeah. And I'm glad that they are reconciling before the end. That
1: definitely you know? needed to happen.
3: It had. To oh, yeah. The fire, absolutely fire scene. And, like, I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. I've said it before. This is the content we want with two episodes left. Absolutely.
0: These two are cast so well. They're such badass women just, like, fucking perfect i love them so i ag- again like you just said i wish we had more scenes with them because i think they're cast perfect as mother and daughter yeah
2: i was a little upset that not even scenes with indra and Gaia in the same spot but they kind of just like shoved Gaia on earth and we didn't see her for a bunch of episodes which there was plenty going on besides that but i would have liked for gaia to be involved in it mainly with the maddie storyline because i feel like when Gaia's around she lifts maddie's character yep. up a little bit they they definitely play off of each other well. So I mean, even yeah.
0: Maddie, I liked the the reunion between Maddie and Gaia in the very yeah. beginning when she's like, yeah. Santa like, yeah. uh, she's like, how are you here?" Mm-hmm. And it's like, "Wow, somebody is happy to see Gaia because everyone, like, <laughs> oh Gaia, wait, how? Wait, you weren't with them? You weren't? Yeah. Where? Yep. Oh, she was like, no, I was with chilling. Avengers of Sabrina I was on the other lot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just think about it. Thirteen episodes ago, we we're like, Gaia and Clark gonna bang, yeah. and now it's like, oh wait. We haven't seen we it still like could.
0: Here. I'm I'm telling you in episode 16, we're going to get a flash forward and Clark yep. is going to be with somebody. And who is that going to be? We don't know
2: who's going to be banging who, except we know Indra's going to be banging Russ Ada. That's, all we,
0: that's <laughs> all we know. hundred percent. It ain't Bellark, baby. It's going to
2: be confirmed. Finally, confirmed. Humans no-book. are
1: all destroyed at the end of this se- series. Yeah. Hot.
0: <laughs> tape for
1: They're not, the not destroyed, destroyed, bro. They're beings of light. Anyway,
2: Mm -hmm. arguably, the bigger point of this scene is the bridge opens and nobody comes through. But somebody came through. He's just wearing an invisible suit, and it's
1: our friend, Russ Hayda. I'm just going to say this really quick. Just really quick, okay? So we have Indra, Gaia, and Octavia sitting there, right? And Octavia just spent however long she just spent on Bardo with the disciples, knowing that they have suits that go invisible. And of all three of them, she goes, Oh, my God. Why did not no one come out of that? God, Are you kidding (laughs) me? You don't realize they're invisible. It's really bad. And then Indra was the one that recognized. And then Indra says, I feel something. Okay. Now you say you feel something. So the three of you just stand there. Octavia leaves the room. The two are like, just in case someone comes back, we'll stand here and wait. No one's taking any swipes at invisible people. No one's saying, holy shit, we got to tell everyone in the world there's invisible people walking around. Which, if they yeah. did the camera shots, they
2: probably took the liberty with the camera shots. But the way they filmed it made it look like he was two feet away from Dude. him and at all times. And if they just did like a slash 180, would have wrecked him.
1: Literally, like Octavia at one point almost bumps into him. And I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I get
3: that we're supposed to be the enough. good guys. But why is Indra not letting that P90 rip through the bridge once it opens? Uh, why even let people come through? Yeah.
0: I said the like same thing pop, we were watching, Kai. Why
3: not pop some warning shots through that well, thing? Hey, you, we're not fucking around over here. What if Levitt's on the other side, dude? Oh, I yeah. Know. I mean, but the intro doesn't give a shit about that. We do. I know I'm just saying okay.
0: bro. I, I real quick I just want to say that I don't love the visuals through watching shade hated through the helmet I don't like it it seems cornball to me and I'm like he also has this like manic smile where I'm like okay, something's <laughs> wrong like he's yeah. just like <laughs> yeah the subtitles
3: were just shade had breathing I'm like dude what the
1: fuck yeah, <laughs> yeah
0: we can hear the breathing so can Clark and Be- <laughs> Octavia not Bellamy all right oh
1: damn damn so that will
2: bring us to our next scene in the rec room kind of cutting from scene to scene. We have, uh, Jordan, Gabriel, hope and Maddie walks in on Gabriel, just straight tickling those ivories, <laughs> man. He is killing it on the piano. Maddie walks in says, Ooh, I love the song. Uh, hope and Jordan are dancing. That's really nice.
1: Yeah. Um, Nihilus hammered. Nihilus Nihilus yeah. on
2: <laughs> she pukes and leaves.
0: <laughs> the party's um, over. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Uh, so her walk is
2: just so good. Yeah. Uh, she acts drunk so well. She really it's
3: does. It's so convincing.
0: It's just I always have to uh, commend like when like when Lindsay Morgan directed when Jessica did, because Nyla's usually not really in these episodes, but she was in it more than usual in this, Yeah. yeah. which is interesting because you have to jump in front of the camera and direct yourself. It's it. I can't even imagine how hard that is. Directing in itself is impossible. I I'm never the episode even... <laughs>
2: I never even think of being an actor as like an actual job because I just watch them the finished product, but there's so much work that I don't even think of. Her like directing and jumping onto the scene, like I never even thought that was a thing. So Yeah,
0: and normally you're just an actor. You're quote unquote, it's the hardest job, I'm sure. But it's like, you're the talent. People say, get on your mark. You're doing this, this, and that. And they tell you. But if you're the one directing, you're like, fuck, well, how do I want to visualize this? How do I want to whatever? Which is why it's so funny when she's like, did I give myself this close up? Yeah, I did. Like, yeah. it's good. It's perfect.
2: So while they're dancing, though, Hope, Hope and Jordan, Hope kind of like they look at each other, make eye contact and smile. And then Hope kind of like catches herself and then quickly walks away. Like she gets upset out of nowhere. Jordan's like, what the hell just happened? Looks at Gabriel. Gabriel's like, this is the part where you go after her. Me, mi hermana. Me, mi Gabriel had a great episode. He really did. There a ain't no H episode. in that shit. It's hermano.
0: Yeah, I didn't take
2: Spanish. I took German.
0: They did. They really did. And I know Kyle will have a lot to say when we get to Gabriel stuff, but they really gave Gabriel this like sweet episode that shows his like kind side, his he's so wise. He really is like, it's not even like he gave too much advice or anything, but he's just like, I've been here for so long. I'm just gonna, I just love him so much. I can't believe he infiltrated my heart this way.
2: Gabriel's one of my faves. Me too. Me too. Yeah. He's such a well-written character hmm. So Gabriel offers to teach Maddie the piano. And that's when we go to the scene with Nyla and Echo. Nyla is blackout drunk. Echo had previously said that she was tired, wanted to go to bed. And Nyla's just like, why are you still up, Echo? <laughs> 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 She's drunk.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't know I wanted this Nyla backstory. Um, and I said when we were watching, but There's been times before where I'm like, why would they make Queen Naya and Nyla's name so similar? That is annoying. And I love the story that she's named after her and that um, they had to hide in the woods. Like Nyla really was tucked away in the woods in that little shop because of her mother's scars, whatever. I just like loved that backstory because you might as well give her a backstory. She's you kept her around.
3: Yeah. Right. Um, Yeah, I had written down like it's kind of a pointless revelation, but it really ties the scene together and makes it like a really nice moment.
2: So uh, the reason that Nyla shares her story is because Echo opens up and is kind of teary eyed, reminiscing about Bellamy and says, my name's not Echo, it's Ash. I spent six years with Bellamy on, on the space station and I never once told him that my real name was Ash and now I'll never get to like. I, I was a coward this whole time, and Nyla just comforts her and says, "You know, he he wouldn't have stayed with you this long if he really couldn't see the real you. Like he loved you, Echo. Don't don't put these thoughts in your head. It was a good heart to heart between two girls that I didn't think we're gonna get a heart to heart yeah. with each other. I
1: agree. I, I really like it, it
0: because they're best friends in real life, so that just makes me oh, happy. Oh
1: yeah, are they?
0: Oh boy, are they? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love that. The, oh, that this was probably cast fun. Very close. Yeah. Like I mean take away some of the big guys i think yeah. but the the rest of the cast they're they are bfs
2: we love it i mean it comes off we on the screen so here on the uh on the podcast we love friendship. i freaking love you guys
0: oh, i love, you kyle.
3: love you, you kyle yeah good shit Senkai. but uh while we're talking Senkai. about how awesome jessica Harmon is and like we've been saying she acts drunk really well the bottle handoff was Pristine. Yeah. It was so perfectly done. Like drunk person, like, here, take
2: this shit. <laughs> yeah. You need it. It was good. Good on that scene, Echo and Isla.
0: Yeah, let's go to the the big three.
2: Moving on. Raven, Amori, <laughs> and Murphy. The big three. Yeah, for sure. And they're working on the helmet in the workshop. Raven says, Hero Murphy is kind of freaking me out. And Amori's like, I know, but it's kind of hot. <laughs> <laughs> Love
0: it, it is hot.
2: It is. It sexy is sexy sure. is what it is. Cause he's like rushing Raven to like fix the helmet. Um Raven goes, miracles take time.
0: I love that delivery from Lindsay Morgan. It's so funny. Just like, where did she get those like really high tech glasses? Like, even though I like, I know she said there's a workshop, but still. She yeah. like flips those high tech glasses up. She goes, miracles take
1: time. And it's just <laughs> funny because that's a total callback to every time she's ever working on anything and they're trying to like yep. hurry her up or yep. ask her how she's doing it. And she always has a quick one liner being like, I'm the shit. I know what I'm doing. Love her. Boy, does she? And
0: it gets cut off by Hope crying in the hallway.
2: Yes. And Murphy goes out to comfort her. Really loved this scene, too. This is great. Um, he just walks up, says, hey, I don't think we've ever met. And she cuts him off, says, John Murphy, I've heard stories <laughs> of you. He says, I tend to play pretty well in stories. She said, mm, not the ones I've heard. Yeah, says not have Those stories. Uh, enter Jordan, and he just says, hey, I got this, Murphy. <laughs> hey. He responds, I was his favorite yeah. though. So right, ain't, ain't that right, Jordan? And then he's out of there. That's
1: such a good scene, man. So good. Yeah, it is, And it's so unbelievable. Like you, you're watching this season and it's just so hard to realize that hope and Murphy never really met Yeah, because you're with Murphy and hope the whole time for 16 episodes or four, 15, 14 so far. And you're like, holy shit. They never did meet.
0: I have found great joy in Maddie, hope and Jordan all being new, all being told stories by their, parental figures about our crew binge crew and how each one of them have picked favorites. And when they do get reunited and hope's been able to pinpoint every single person by their looks, Mm -hmm. like without even them saying their names. And I have found great joy in that. So this interaction with just being like, all right, fine. But like, I was Jordan's favorite. Mm -hmm.
2: I forget. Did did Hope and Maddie at one point say who their favorites were from the stories?
0: So Maddie liked Octavia the best. Jordan liked Murphy the best, but but we've talked before this. So when they were in the Jeep, when uh, the people from the ring first mm-hmm. get down, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maddie throws like big shade at Murphy. Like, I thought you'd be funnier. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. like that.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. That's like <laughs> my, That's my favorite Maddie line.
0: Yeah, it's it's great. Maddie in five was great. She was such a badass. She could yeah. kick ass in five. And now all of a sudden she not a fight at all
2: so after murphy has left though we have hope and jordan left alone hope says that she was having a lot of fun dancing with him but then she was overcome with this feeling of guilt just from losing her mother a lot of emotions and jordan is like one of the only people in the the hundred world that can really empathize with her of the guilt involved with losing a parent and then hope wants to dance again jordan comforted her and they get up and then they are interrupted by octavia and clark who roll up in a big hurry i tweeted cockblock clark man oh, yeah sure. she God just sucks <laughs>
0: No. Uh Jordan and Hope are awkward little cuties. Like yeah. just they don't know anything about any. I mean, Jordan I like- got it in with Delilah, but yeah. Hope, Hope doesn't. Hey. Know. Hope took her first sip of alcohol today presumably. Yeah. Like who knows? I mean, she might have had some joe juice on Sanctum, who's to say? Oh no, wait. Were they they no, weren't even on Sanctum. On
3: Sanctum yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, shit. She probably took that sip and was like, "This is poison." Yeah. This is literal poison. But yeah.
3: Well, it is. Jordan has really come into his own as a member of the squad. You know, he's kind of fallen into a nice little role.
2: I am so glad that I did not crucify him the way that the other people of this podcast did in the early goings because, yes, I 100% like Jordan now. He is good. I agree. Yeah, he used to
0: suck, though. Yeah, yeah he, he yeah, was now doing we, sucky things. He used
2: to be
1: okay. He was just the guy who they gave cheesy lines and didn't have anything to do until he actually finally had that situation in Bardo when yeah, yeah, he figured yeah. out. Last War versus Last Test.
0: Looks like I'm bringing him more than his morning coffee.
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, I forgot about that <laughs> one. That one was horrible.
2: <laughs> anyway, Octavia and Clark roll up. So we have all of these people together in the workshop room, I guess. Um, and Russ Hada is in their midst, like just listening to their conversation. Mm-hmm. Hope says... Maddie's in the rec room, I'm 100% sure. Like, you should go there. Right when he hears that, Russ pushes, I think it was Octavia, yeah. into the room and locks them all in this workshop. So Russ is let loose with an invisibility suit and the motivation to take out Maddie. She's in trouble.
1: She's in trouble. I know it's
3: like, it's a plot device that it has to happen, that the workshop door locks from the outside. But like, what kind of workshop would lock from the outside? <laughs> yeah
2: not a real workshop guy <laughs> yeah, like,
3: like what like oh we got to keep these kids away from these tools let's leave the lock on the outside of the door <laughs> yeah
4: well
2: whatever which brings us to gabriel and maddie alone in the rec room tickling the ivories once again hmm. gabriel <laughs> uh gabriel's like teaching her how to play gabriel would make a great father i was Hell just like yeah. wow gabriel you are just killing it my man that's um, why the best. um
0: his this, his faction is called the children of Gabriel.
2: Wow. Ooh. Kathleen's whipping out her third eye on this one. <laughs> just seeing things none of us are seeing. So, and then Russ immediately stabs Gabriel and we go right to commercial, right? Yep. Yeah, that was, that was fucked. fucked. I gasped.
1: I was like, yeah, no one... I did too. I, I said no out loud. I really did. That's
0: uh, when I texted the group and said, who's watching right now? Yeah. Like, last <laughs> night at midnight. Yeah. I was like, who's watching?
2: I've been so upset. I haven't been able to watch these live. That has been crushing me i'm yeah. gonna
0: say i actually so we cut from commercial and maddie is like backing up being like what the fuck gabriel's on the ground now knife to the chest from the back maddie getting beat up by shade and invisible shade Hada, is kind of cool like it's a it's a lit <laughs> scene i was like i want to see this get filmed like i did they green screen it did they like I well, how did i do that what, just she was someone so getting
2: beat up by an invisible i person?
0: thought it was so well done it didn't look like she was being dragged around by like harnesses or anything it looked legit i was like she must be i don't know how they did it
3: how about this we'll get jessica Harmon on the pod. and we'll ask her that i works. will
0: send her that clip and see what <laughs> she says
2: <laughs> so russell i have a long quote here russell yeah. just says he reveals himself to Maddie eventually and he says hello Maddie it appears you're the key to the transcendence of the human race they sent me to bring you back but you see I don't want to transcend. I want to reign. They gave me a choice. Use this to bring you back peacefully. And he whips out the vial of pills that teleport people. And we already covered how bullshit that is. Or this, if you wouldn't come willingly, and he just whips out a knife. And then he says, I prefer option three to gut you like a pig. And then our boy Gabriel saves the day. And with his last breath, well, not his last breath, but He tackles Russ Hada to the floor and says, Maddie, like, go to Indra and Guy at the Rotunda. Maddie gets out of there.
3: And then he proceeds to get stuck like a pig.
2: Yeah, he does. I just want to
3: say that, I guess, give props to, I believe, Jimmy. Jimmy was the first one on the pod to utter the words that Maddie essentially was going to be the key and all that kind of stuff. So whatever, Jim. Yeah, give me that dub for once. Yeah. Well, that and... And the whole Earth being the ending—I feel like we were we were pretty on point with all that stuff. Yeah,
0: Jimmy Paul's made of L's. Give him this stuff. Oh, yeah, please give him one <laughs> Just
3: kidding. I was initially shocked that Gabriel was still able to move and such, but I'm glad that he kind of had a heroic stand right there.
2: He does live for a while after being stabbed a lot, but
0: yeah, we'll move on to uh, yeah. Gabe gets more dead than he was before, <laughs> and uh, then we move on to this fight with which uh, so the first fight we get with Indra and Shade Hada, again, we had that like kind of wacky directing that I said I liked this time around. We got more wacky directing where they like to linger on Maddie. And I'm like, okay, this time I want to see it. Like the first time I was yeah. like, I liked how wacky it was. This time I'm like enough. Let me just see the choreography. Like I want to see both because with Indra and Gaia and Shade Hada, I'm like, let me see this like intricate three person choreography. I would love that.
2: It was still pretty cool looking, I think. Very it was well done. Cool, but the I only want grievance more. I have is they showed one scene where Indra had her like sword cocked and ready to swing at Russell's like bare back, and then they just switched it to a scene where like she kicked him in his side instead of like Slicing so him. They just
0: like cut it up where it wasn't exactly. Yeah, in and the, I just hate sequence. that they
2: showed that little bit where like she had an open shot to kill him and then they just made her not. And I count that as, like, the fourth time this season where she should have been able to kill Ross yeah, and didn't.
1: I mean... And then a fifth comes up next. Mm-hmm. I literally tweeted, this is Indra's fault for not killing J.R. Bourne when she had the chance twice. <laughs> she literally had him just sitting there ready to die twice. She, she just...
0: just it don't.
1: Yeah, for whatever reason, she needs to say it before she kills him, and it
3: never ends up coming to fruition. I could have used her. about five, ten more minutes of that,
1: of that fight.
0: Yeah, me uh, too. I mean...
1: I would have liked it to be longer if we knew he was going to die, but he didn't. Yeah. So Okay, good to point. Too. Andra and Gaia
2: win the fight, technically, I would say. They get Russ de-weaponed and on his back on the ground, but he escapes by stabbing himself with, what do we refer tag- to that as? Just like a tracker yeah. knife, yeah. whatever. Oh, tagging, yeah. tagging. How
0: dope is that?
2: It's a good one. Yeah, it's it's a good escape because he looks her in the eyes and just says, "Not this
1: time," and then he's just out. And so,
2: Indra is pissed.
1: Yeah. So let me ask you guys. I want a little sidebar here. What is your opinion on the fact that we know now that Shade Hate has got to be end part of the end game, and he's survived imminent death like three or four times? Are you good with him still being around? What's the deal now?
2: No, and I think on every instance where Indra should have killed him. We have voiced our grievances, so yeah. I don't want to get too much into it because I'm willing to overlook it because I'm so happy that the character of Ross Hayda is still around. Yeah, so I'm cool with it. Yeah, I, I always wanted Ross Hayda to be endgame and it looks like he's going to be involved.
1: Yeah, I mean, the only thing I want to say because I know we've, we beat a dead horse about how we love J.R. Bourne. But the thing is, we talked about how bad Shade Hayda was in season six. I really hope they decide to make Shade Hada end endgame because of how good J.R. Bourne was, because imagine if they cast Shade Hada to be somebody not J.R. Bourne. And we like Shade Hayda because of J.R. Bourne. Can you Definitely. imagine if it's like another actor and he's not that good? And now we're like, you sucked in season six. We don't care about your backstory. Now you're not even that great. And there's not really a reason to make him endgame. The season six
2: you're referencing is the actual Shade Hater, like with the scars and
1: stuff. Before he's Russell, you know, before he's J.R. Bourne. That hypothetical scenario would have ruined the season. I mean, that was our biggest grievance to start in the preview. We do not want Shade Hater to be part of this. But then we changed it like crazy when we found out how J.R. Bourne portrayed him one little quote that i how they open this scene i
3: just love when shade Hata comes out of the shadows basically and injures like you and then he goes me
0: mm-hmm. us
3: <laughs> yeah, i was <laughs> like I was like yeah let's go bro
2: shindra
0: yes yeah, Sh- shindra what that's their ship name Shadra? <laughs> memoria's endgame told us what it was on our instagram today okay oh, i trust her I trust At her. memoria's endgame what is it Shadra. I like Shadra.
2: Works for me. Either way.
0: I don't ship them. I want sh- fucking Indra to kill his ass. No,
2: I totally should. I need them. a knife
0: in the throat. Like big time. Fair enough.
2: Either way, we. now nah, that's too quick. We go back to the workshop and our boy Murphy breaks the gang, 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 gang out of the workshop. <laughs> After someone says that's unbreakable glass, dude, you're Clark never going to be able to Yeah. It like it. Why did they make her say that? Just, Just so, so stupid. Pissed off enough. Just let him break it. <laughs> it was cl- How would she even know? Like. Damn, Clark really sucked this episode, didn't you? He really did. Oh, big sucked. Whatever, okay. First time,
0: I thought she big sucked.
2: Anyway, Murphy breaks them out, and that brings us back to the retunt. Actually, no, they go to the rec room to find Gabriel bleeding out. He's Um... still
0: dying. Yeah.
2: Yeah, he is still dying.
1: (laughs) Time dilation, man. (laughs) You
0: better stop.
2: Uh, So, Russ... Gabriel tells them that Russ Hada left his helmet, but that it's damaged, and...
0: I loved Hope Rushing to him because I'm like, yeah. Hope's got f- about five people and three of them are already dead. So.
1: <laughs> and I love how he says, my friend, oh, which he cheers up.
0: Sweet, yeah. like sugar. Yeah. My God.
1: Isn't Fuck. it though?
0: hope my friend
3: no i just wanted to say that uh we talked about this earlier but this scene is obviously like so sad everyone's freaking out and then miller and jackson roll in post-coital and miller (laughs) just goes what did we miss (laughs) it's like bro you missed so much important shit
2: post-coital love it yeah um so yeah gabriel do you got it
0: i don't have it written but i'll say it from heart because i love it in peace May we leave the shore in love. May we find the next safe passage on your travels until our final journey to the ground. May we meet again.
1: May we
2: we meet again.
0: Yeah. I'm just
2: going to say that in the moment I cared more about Gabriel dying than Bellamy dying.
0: 100%. I was going to say
2: 100%. And that is ridiculous. And I just want to leave it at that. Yep. That's it. That's all I need to say. (laughs) That's, that's what I want to leave it at.
0: Death is life. Kyle hit it. Yeah. So, So,
3: yeah, so we've heard this from Gabriel before um and we've actually heard it from i believe this is is that nelson's last words might be la muerte is la vida as well yep. um so la muerte es la vida is death is life um this is the title of a poem written by a man whose name is gabriel alvarez de toledo so essentially the poem la muerte is la vida is about the fact that god gave man a soul to live in a mortal body and this mortal body is seen as a barrier or a chain that holds the soul down to earth, uh, and keeping it from its true purpose, which is once again, becoming one with God. Um, so that's basically Gabriel's whole thing is that he's finally ready to die and give up these mortal bodies that he's been switching out on and on and on and on. Uh, also, uh, I haven't taken an English class in like seven years. So that's the general gist I got from the poem. Um, so this man in real life, Gabriel Alvarez, uh, was a noble-born man from the 17th century in Spain who was studied a uh, philosophy, linguistics, and religion. So people say that he had two super distinct parts of his life: one that was like super profane, where he was basically you know into debauchery, a delinquent, and then another where he became super pious and religious, which is a little bit similar to Gabriel, where he had the period of his life where he tried to conquer death and use all those test subjects to bring Josephine back, and then kind of found a new light as you know, the leader of the Children of Gabriel. Uh, this man was the founder of, or one of the founders, rather, of the Spanish, the Royal Spanish Academy, and was the first senior librarian of the Royal Library of Spain. So this man knew his way around a book, just like our boy Gabriel. And he was a member of a religious and military force known as the Knights of Santiago. So, Crazy. Damn. Yes. That is awesome. Holy shit, Kyle. Yes. Thank yeah. you for bringing and that to And I guess country. a little... Th- Another little parallel is that the Knights of Santiago is a religious and military order, like I said, but it can only be joined by noble birth. So it's kind of similar to the prime family where like you need to have the lineage to get in the club, basically. Like oblation
0: wow. and shit. Wow.
3: Yeah. Good shit. Good shit. I mean, Gabriel Gabriel was amazing. He was such a well-written character. And the just him saying la muerte es la vida at the end was like, why does he keep... Like, obviously, he's Spanish and that means something. So I started Googling it, fell down a rabbit hole, and I was like... This is the man they wrote this character about.
2: I am so glad that you told us about that right now. That is so cool. I really enjoyed that. Yeah, right. I like that too. Thanks. Good Kyle. stuff. I love you, Gabriel. Maybe we meet again, brother.
0: One last thing is that um, Gabriel gave them the last little nugget of hope saying, We got Shade's helmet. Shade hated his helmet. That still works. So they can, uh, maybe Raven the- can fix that, but they know that the, the stone is is near it's not as fucked up as the other helmet
2: yeah so maddie meanwhile who was in the room observed these pills and is kind of starting to say she doesn't want anybody else dying to protect her and then while gabriel is dying essentially she slips away through the vents and the pills are missing so that brings us to clark and everybody essentially going to the rotunda to this standoff between maddie gaia and indra where Maddie is about to stab herself with the tracker, obviously to give herself up to Bardo. Mm-hmm. And Gaia and Indra are just kind of you know, with their hands up. And Gaia looks at Clark and says, I didn't know what her intentions were when she first came in. And everybody's just kind of on edge right now because Maddie's about to commit hari Kari and give herself to the Bardoans. And that's not a fate that anybody wants for
1: her. Yeah, and the one thing we want to backtrack to is that Clark took the pills from Maddie like threatening her saying, you're not going to do that. Yes, yeah. Yeah, so that's why she needed to use the tag or the yes, track or whatever you. it's called. Um, but yeah, she got what she wanted. I mean, again, just like season five, Maddie's saying, you know, I'm going to take care of this. Here's my thing. No one's dying for me.
0: Maddie is my, my note is, Maddie is really fucking dumb. What's the point of any of this? But I don't actually believe that. So I, (laughs) Clark, Clark is the really fucking dumb one here. Clark sacrificed Bellamy. Now Gabriel's dead. And for what Maddie just went and fucking is an MCAP anyway. Like, all this stuff is happening. And I kind of agree with Maddie where it's like no one else is going to die for me. Like you have to live with killing your best friend and possibly the love of your life. Besides Lexa, of course, To, to for, for me, like Maddie gets it. Maddie's us. Maddie's like, don't don't fuck the world up for me. I, I I'm not worth this. Like what about
1: uh, Finn? She loved Finn.
0: Like that's one of those things where it's like she's deciding to kill Finn as a mercy kill. Compare yeah. this Finn and Bellamy death. Jesus fuck. And Raven's like, I'm going to fuck you up, basically, to Clark. And now that she killed Bellamy, they're all like, it's fine.
1: It's all good. I forgive you. Finn,
0: like, opened fire on fucking 20 innocent people. and
3: <laughs> Yeah, that's but- so true. But- With Maddie now giving herself up to Bill and the disciples on Bardo, it's just like just spit in in our face about Bellamy's death that how fucking pointless it was like her not getting the sketchbook was already pointless enough and now this is just like come on man it hurts
0: it really does hurt and like moving on I want the video of the other side of Bill being like, OK, where's the bomb? OK, we're going to throw the bomb through the anomaly right <laughs> now. Like, it's so stupid. It's like a bomb yeah. and, and,
1: and they give you oh, seven God. seconds. Make give them a little bit of less seconds. Jimmy if you goes, to blow it Jimmy up. goes,
0: why wouldn't they send the bomb over when it only had two, one or two seconds? left? So they didn't have time to get rid of it. I was like, true. Hmm. We
3: need the drama. And right here, I swear to God, I thought Miller was going to sacrifice himself. I, agree. Yes. Yes. I thought I thought we had the scene earlier with Jackson where he's like, You know, I never forgave Bellamy for what, you know, he did and all this stuff. He forgave me for all that I've done, but I don't think my father would have. And I thought this was going to be the moment where it's like he already has Bellamy's forgiveness. Now he sacrifices himself for everybody else and gets his father's forgiveness. And the story comes full circle. And
2: then it didn't happen. Honestly, that would have been a great way to finish off Miller as a character on the show. But I'm kind of glad that instead he just handled it like a boss, saw the bomb put it in the room, got the hell out of there and he was able to live, which
0: I'm glad it was him because he was in the bunker for six years prior. So yeah. he would know which room to throw it in. If it was me, I'd be yes. like, uh, I just like yeah. try to eat it really Test- like, quick.
2: <laughs> though he was not even for a second, like uh, he saw the bomb yep. and immediately reacted. He's a soldier. That was completely Miller's time to shine and I'm glad that they gave it to him. Um, get the flock out of here. Oh my <laughs> gosh, bro. I will say, though, if he dies in the next two episodes and they didn't just give him that cool death. Yeah, it better be a cooler death than that would have been. Agreed. Know well, I mean?
0: that would have been a cool death, but also like. Stupid, like, oh, they threw a bomb for one second. Yeah. That's not even a plot point. That's just like dumb. that that bomb is literally for next episode's plot point with Murphy and Amory. Yeah, that's literally all it is.
2: So. Point being, Murphy and Amori get smooshed in some rubble. Um, and that's the end of the episode. Cut the black. And I was getting Jamie and Cersei Lannister vibes. But we know from the preview that at least Amori's fine and Murphy's fine. We see them both in the preview. So they'll live through it, I guess. I don't know. But that's the end of our episode.
0: They're going to live through it because they wouldn't show it if they like they would leave it for next episode. There's no way one of them dies. Yeah. I refuse to believe it. They're they're my end game.
1: Okay, so before yeah. Kathleen's big question, I have a question. What do you guys think about two episodes left, and we still don't really know if what the war is, what the test is? Like, are we just gonna w- see what happens, or? I don't think
2: the test slash war is a real thing. I think the show is gonna use it to say that like cults are dumb, shouldn't follow them, like, and that Bill was an insane person. Mm-hmm how they wrap it up. I think Bill's going to die next episode. I think Bill has to die next episode, but like where we go from there, how we get to it, your guess is as good as
1: mine. You yeah. Know. So if there's no war, there's no test is shade Hater the real end game or like, how do they like, what is an ending for this? I right, can't you know? really identify the main
2: bad guy. Cause Russ Hater is now doing the bidding of the disciples, like yeah. going to find Maddie for them. So like, I, I can't even identify who our big bad is. I guess I would say bill at this. Point. I think, uh, I think the name is what Juan
1: Hater. Yeah. Heard that. I mean, I honestly—if the test exists—we talked about it a little bit last week. Like, I am now after even this episode with the way Clark acted, and I know at certain parts, B Tom's, you said that you took it a different way. But with the way I took it, how she acted, I think that a good ending is going to be that Bellamy was right, like we said last episode, meaning we have two extremes. We have Clark on the extreme where. Only your friends matter. Only the people you care about matter. No one else matters. Sacrifice everyone else for the people you care about. And then we have Bill who says, for all mankind, nothing matters until the very end. And Bellamy was the middle of both of them. You know, he was saying, I agree that it is all mankind, but I also agree that we don't sacrifice other people just because of our, you know, do better. Finally. Right. The only thing that popped in my head last night, and this is probably just major tinfoil bullshit, but. Like, say they do Judgment Day. Say that we know... Like, you were the one who brought this up, E-Toms. Like, we know that has to exist. I keep going back and forth on it. it, it It's a problem because the fact that they made Becca do something with the stone and go somewhere, I feel like that has to happen. So, my thing would be, like, what if Clark and Bill both go and they both fail? Okay, so, question for you. Next episode, do
2: you think the code that Becca typed in is going to be typed in again? I think it has to be.
1: I think they're going to find it from...
2: maddie Maddie and mcap i think
1: that's Um, what's going to happen who so who do we think is going to go well that was my thing like i i thought if the if it's end end game and there's like an end moral to the story i was going to say what if they both go and they're both wrong and bellamy was right meaning the two extremes are wrong but bellamy's right and but then that again is what does all mankind this just are they destroyed like i don't know this is where i don't know either like yeah yeah
2: your guess is is mine and i'm i'm go ahead
3: I really like the point about how both Clark and Bill go in and they re- represent our extremes, and then they're both wrong. I like that, but yeah, I don't see how they can both take the test, fail, and then just get spit back
1: out and everything's chilling. Yeah, I would – yeah. I feel like it would happen. So
3: if someone's going to take the test and succeed, it's going to be John fucking Murphy.
1: That, I balls. mean, he's really turning into the, I said it earlier, the main protagonist. Like, he should take the test now. Does That's the what show I think. have the balls to do that? Here's the thing, I like into it. To the final test.
0: Because in season six, his storyline was, I don't want to go to hell, and he yeah. was so scared. And him being the key to saving the human race is would be <sighs> chef's motherfucking kiss for
2: me. I would, yeah. I would love it. I'm in. I'm just scared because if Becca Franco couldn't pass the test, what chance do any of these schlubs have? Maybe it's
0: not about smarts.
2: Yeah. I think Becca Franco's issue is that she had made a
3: mistake and she thought she could learn from it by like improving like technology and being better that way. But like Murphy has made personal growth Mm -hmm. and has been through so much himself and has, you know, made more conscious decisions to be a better person to like even just individuals, not even groups of people. So I think Murphy's got the upper hand there.
1: He's more whether, socially whether, intelligent. Whether, whether they knew that was, if it ends up being Murphy's end game, like whether they knew it or not in the beginning, probably not. But the fact that he grew into that is just phenomenal. I just And the
3: fact that, they told or what um, when Richard Harmon had that thing at Comic-Con where at the end of season one, he wasn't like a full time guy. Yep. And they thought that Jason was going to tell him that he was going to die. But then they gave him like, hey, you're going to come on full time and be a big part of the show. Like what a journey that would be for both Murphy and Richard.
2: So True. I'm going to end this with. Send Jerry Bear in there, dude. Send Jerry <laughs> into <laughs> take True. <the> best, man. <laughs> Jerry is our shining star.
0: Kathleen, take it away. Okay, we're going to fade right into some Bank Hill Mary. Yeah. We've got some uh Cougars on, on deck. <laughs> We've got Dioza, Indra, and Abby.
1: They're all moms.
0: Mills. Mills.
1: True. Mills. 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 Okay.
0: I am going to marry Indra because she is the coolest and I love her and she is tough and strong, but vulnerable. As we can see, I am going to bang Dioza because she is a bad bitch and always has been. And I am going to kill Abby because she's been, she was pissing me off. (laughs) Um, But really like, Uh, There were points in every single season where I'm like, Abby, please, for the love of God.
2: Okay, so I'm going to kill Abby. One, she was very controlling of Clark and she tried to, like, be the leader of the human faction, even when, like, she clearly just was not the leader type. Like, slow your roll. Clark's our girl. And she just kept trying to, like, not allow her to be what clark is so i don't want to be married to that i don't i don't want to bang that either and also i think we can all agree that by season six abby we were all done for her to be off the show and if that was her worst season and like season one two were her best seasons i just watched those two and she still was not that enjoyable of a character in those two seasons so like you know what killing abby who am I gonna bang? It's gonna be Dioza. She's crazy. I love Dioza. <laughs> yeah. That would just be awesome. Uh, and I'm gonna marry, I'm gonna marry Indra. She's so wise. And like, look at that, look at that scene today with Octavia and Indra. She was just very like, she has grown so much. She used to be like the archetype of a primitive grounder, like, you know, fight first, talk later. And she has grown so much into this wise, like caring person. She's like. Showing she can be like a mother figure to her daughter. And it's like great. I want to be married to that. I'm marrying Indra,
1: banging Dioza, killing Abby. Oh man, I feel like we're all the same. Kyle, I hope you have something different. Kyle loves Abby. Um, I actually was gonna bang Abby (laughs) and you totally changed my mind. (laughs) Like I swear. Because you know what? I'm gonna have some tequila with Dioza, just like she did with Kane, and we're banging, okay? Then um, I'm marrying Indra for pretty much the same exact reasons you both just said. Yeah. And Abby, sorry, girl. So I'm going to marry Indra.
3: Obviously. That's the obvious choice there. And then all I'm gonna be
0: some hella fighters.
3: Now I am one hundred percent, no doubt in my mind, banging Abby. <gasps> I have the yeah. biggest crush on Paige Turco. Paige Turco is an absolute dime piece. She, if you look up MILF in the dictionary, Paige Tucker's picture's right there. (laughs) So I'm in on that. And then Dioza, I'm sorry. I'll
2: kill you. yeah good yeah good luck killing dioza that was my Uh, other thing i just i'll add that notch onto my bill so that's going to conclude our bang kill mary and the podcast episode as a whole we're going to be continuing to cover the hundred all season long next up will be episode 15 the dying of the light if you're looking for more the hundred content in the meantime make sure to go back and listen to our episodes interviewing chad rook jason diaz and sachin sahil as always if you like what you heard, give Bingetown TV a follow on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to our show on Spotify and the Apple Podcast app. Once again, we are Bingetown TV. and thanks Love for you guys.
3: Listening. Oh, you got me with the pause, bro. Sorry. <laughs>